This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Democrats and treason. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Glad to have you with us today. Exposing Washington is the name of the show. Walker Wildman uh, is your host. Glad to be with you today. American Family Radio is the network. AFR.net's our website. Check it out. AFR.net on the World Wide Web. We're also uh, in the App Store. If you want to download the American Family Radio app, it's free. Just go to the App Store and type in AFR. It'll be the first thing that comes up, the first option that comes up. Download it to your phone. Listen to American Family Radio live, and you can get podcasts there on the AFR app. It's a free, great way to listen to American Family Radio if you're out of the reach of one of our 180 radio stations across the country. Uh, just check it out, the AFR app. Also, we're, we're in uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we are. So whether you listen on an Apple device, an Android device, et cetera, et cetera, just go to your podcast store and type in the name of the show, Exposing Washington, and you can download my podcast there. So various ways to keep up with the show, various ways to keep up with American Family Radio. Today we're going to talk about the Democrats and treason. You know, the Democrats are launching impeachment proceedings, are launching an impeachment inquiry. Really, they don't know what they're doing, to be honest with you. To date, they haven't taken any official action. Zero, nada, none. Despite what you see on CNN, MSNBC, all the lamestream media outlets, the Democrats have taken no official steps towards impeachment. No House resolution has been passed on the floor. No investigation has been launched. Nothing. To date, it's all talk and no action. And does that surprise us about Washington, D.C.? They're all too familiar with all talk and no action. But on a serious note, the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, has announced that the Democrats plan to, probably within the next 30 days, officially launch an impeachment investigation into Donald J. Trump as president. And then that begs the question, why on earth would the Democrats commit political suicide as we're heading into the 2020 election, well, because they just can't stand President Trump. And where this all originated, you know, there's been all this talk about the call, the phone call between Donald Trump and the Ukrainian president. There's been all this noise about that phone call. 
But before the Democrats and before really anyone, for the most part, knew what was in the actual transcript of the call, before the transcript itself was released, the day before, Democrats had a press conference saying that we're going to impeach Donald Trump over this call with the Ukrainian president. But we all know that this has nothing to do with the phone call with the Ukrainian president. Because after the transcript was released, guess what Pelosi said? Well, you know, the, 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 the phone call with the Ukrainian president really isn't the basis of this impeachment inquiry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two days before you said it was. We're impeaching him because of, an, because of his abuse of power, talking about Donald Trump, over this call with the Ukrainian president. And it turns out there was no there there in the call. And so they say, now they're starting to say, well, it has nothing to do with the call with the Ukrainian president. President Trump's just a bad president, and that's why we're impeaching him. I want to read what was actually in the phone call. Here's what president, here's the, the essence of what the Democrats are mad about in this phone call. President Trump speaking to the Ukrainian leader says, and I'm going to summarize here, and I'll post a link to the transcript on our uh, website, AFR.net, exposing Washington podcast page. President Trump said, in summary, I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was fired. That's very unfair. A lot of people are talking about that. The way they shut down your very good prosecutor. What's he talking about? The prosecutor that Joe Biden had fired. We played the clip last week. President Trump goes on to talk about how maybe the Ukrainian president should investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and his business dealings in Ukraine. President Trump ends this part of the call by saying that President, Vice President Joe Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution of his son. And so this is, number one, first off, there's nothing criminal in this phone call. Nada. Nothing criminal in the phone call. Why? President Trump is the chief law enforcement officer in the country. If the president would like to recommend an investigation, he can do so, even overseas. Does he have authority in Ukraine? No, we all know that. But from a political standpoint, the president can say, hey, foreign leader, I think this is what you should do. Presidents have been doing that for decades. That's exactly what Joe Biden did. Except Joe Biden's was quid pro quo. And that's what they, they claim President Trump did. They claimed at first that President Trump was withholding military aid to Ukraine unless they went in and looked at Hunter Biden. That's not true. Nowhere to be found on the call in the transcript. But Vice President Joe Biden at the time actually leveraged U.S. aid 
to assure to ensure that his son Hunter Biden was not investigated or not charged for a crime by the Ukrainian prosecutor. But moving on, the glaring hypocrisy continues because we learned this week also that back in May of this year, back in May of 2019, CNN reported that, guess what? Senators Bob Menendez, Democrat New Jersey, Richard Durbin, Democrat Illinois, Patrick Leahy, Democrat Vermont, they wrote a letter to the, Ukra- to the new Ukrainian prosecutor expressing concern because the Ukrainian officials closed four investigations that were critical to the Robert Mueller investigation. In the letter, they said that their support for U.S. assistance to Ukraine, U.S. money to Ukraine, was at stake if the Ukrainian officials did not keep the investigations into Donald J. Trump open in Ukraine. That is quid pro quo. If you don't keep the investigation in Ukraine open on Donald J. Trump, as it relates to the to the Russia investigation, which we know is a scam, then we're going to withhold funding. As Congress, we're going to withhold our vote when it comes to funding Ukraine's uh, assistance. But this this letter from the Democrats to the Ukrainian prosecutor general back in May, well, there was no no big deal there, nothing to see there. But when President Trump does something similar without even mentioning money, then all of a sudden it's time for impeachment. I want to play clip one here. This is Congressman Devin Nunes from California. He's a ranking member on the House Intelligence Committee. And he spends about 60 seconds here. This is during a hearing this past week on this uh, whistleblower complaint and the phone call with the Ukrainian leader. And Devin Nunes sum- summarizes the, the motives and the corruption that the Democrats have. He summarizes it well in this clip. Listen, this is Devin Nunes, clip one. And now today, the whistleblower process is the casualty. Until about a week ago, the need to protect that process was, the pri- was a primary bipartisan concern of this committee. But if the Democrats were really concerned with defending that process, they would have pursued this matter with a quiet, sober inquiry, as we do for all whistleblowers. But that would have been useless for them. They don't want answers. They want a public spectacle. And so we've been treated to an unending parade of press releases, press conferences, and fake news stories. This hearing itself is another example. Whistleblower inquiries should not be held in public at all. As our Senate counterparts, both Democrats and Republicans, obviously understand, their hearing with Mr. McGuire is behind closed doors. But again, that only makes sense when your goal is to get information, not to create a media frenzy. Well, there you have it. That's uh, Congressman Devin Nunes from California talking about how the Democrats have politicized what was once a well-respected process, the process of whistleblowers. 
And when we look at where the actual corruption is, it it rests solely in the hands of Democrats. When you're comparing President Trump versus the Democrats, the corruption rests solely in the hands of the Democrats. I'm going to play this clip again that I played last week and you've heard on AFR over the past two weeks. This is Joe Biden, 2018, bragging about he how he had a Ukrainian prosecutor fired. Why? Oh, because he was corrupt. As it turns out, and after the clip we'll talk more about it, everyone knew he wasn't corrupt. The reason Joe Biden wanted him fired, because he was investigating Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Let's flash back to 2018, clip five. Let's listen. We're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, got fired. Well, there you have it. That's, uh, that's Joe Biden, the former vice president, in 2018, admitting that he forced a Ukrainian prosecutor to be fired and in the call and in that in that recording he doesn't say why he wanted him fired at the time US officials were spreading fake propaganda overseas about how this prosecutor was corrupt but as it turns out that was all fake the prosecutor was not corrupt it was Joe Biden that was corrupt how do i know this well, because John Solomon from The Hill, and I'll post a link to this, John Solomon from The Hill has obtained over 450 pages of legal documents dating back to this investigation, where guess what? Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's legal team, when they met with the new Ukrainian prosecutor, admitted that the prior prosecutor had done no wrong. There was no corruption. They go on to talk about how they wanted to apologize, I'm quoting here, for the, for the, for the spreading of false information from U.S. representatives and public figures about the Ukrainian prosecutors. And so Joe Biden says at the time, you need to fire this prosecutor because he's corrupt. And then a week later, Hunter Biden... His legal, his lawyers send an email to the Ukrainian officials saying, well, you know, the prosecutor actually wasn't corrupt. We just wanted him out. We just wanted him out because why? Because he's investigating the vice president's son and his business dealings. What were the business dealings? Well, Hunter Biden was making $50,000 a month from a Ukrainian energy company while his dad was the vice president of the United States. And when I say at the beginning of the show that the real corruption rests in the hands, solely in the hands of the Democrats, this is what I'm talking about. Everything 
that they're accusing President Trump of and his allies, everything that they're accusing him of, they're actually guilty of. I mean, to, to, the, to, to every last detail, down to every last detail, what Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Robert Mueller, all these, all these Democrats, what they've all accused President Trump of, they're actually the ones guilty. And if we want to dig deeper in to this Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden, if we want to dig deeper into his business dealings, let's do it. This is reading from the New York Post, and once again, this stuff is very complicated. It's in the weeds, so to speak. And so I'm going to post these news stories, all of these links to these documents on our podcast page at AFR.net. Just type in Exposing Washington AFR in Google, or go to AFR.net and find the Exposing Washington podcast page. But I'm going to post a link to all of these articles Reading from the New York Post, this article is like 15 pages long. Track with me here. In 2009, Hunter Biden, the vice president's son, 2009, and two of his friends create this LLC or this company They label it a private equity firm. And here's what they do. Over the course of several years, they meet with various foreign leaders, foreign governments, and strike various business deals with these governments. One of the governments was the Chinese government. And so this private company run by Hunter Biden, the son of the vice president, strikes a $1 billion business deal with who? The Bank of China. Ten days after Hunter Biden flew to China with his father on Air Force Two, ten days later, Hunter Biden and his company strike a $1 billion investment deal with the Bank of China. A couple years later, that same company that Hunter Biden is helping run partners with a Chinese company to buy a U.S company called Hennigus, H-E-N-N-I-G-E-S, Hennigus, if that's how you pronounce it. Well, what does this company do? They manufacture U.S. military parts for our airplanes. And so the Chinese government partners with Hunter Biden and his firm to buy 100% of this, uh, this military this U.S. military airplane parts manufacturer. And guess who had to sign off on the deal? One of the individuals 
who had to sign off on the deal was John Kerry, then Secretary of State. And guess what? John Kerry's son, or actually his stepson, Chris Hines, just happened to be working for the company with Hunter Biden. And John Kerry, as Secretary of State, was on the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. And this committee reviews sensitive business transactions that may have national security implications. So John Kerry, being on this committee, signs off on his son and Hunter Biden doing a corrupt, treasonous business deal with the Chinese government back in 2015. The same thing happened with Hillary Clinton and Uranium One. Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State before John Kerry, during Obama's administration, signs off on the Uranium One deal, where the United States sold 20% of our uranium, which is used to make nuclear bombs, we sold 20% of American uranium to the Russians, which who is supposed to be our enemy here. As this Uranium One business deal is going through, the Clinton Foundation is raking in millions. Millions from who? <laughs> Russians. Russian businessmen tied to the, to the Russian government tied to the Kremlin. And Bill Clinton just happens to go over to Russia and give a 30-minute speech for what? $500,000. And so the Clintons are raking in literally millions from Russian officials, Russian-owned companies, Russian individuals. And at the same time, Hillary Clinton is, is presiding over this same commission I just mentioned that John Kerry was over and Hillary Clinton helped sign off on the Uranium One deal where we sold 20% of America's uranium to the Russian government, to the Russian military. And if we go back and talk about impeachment, the Democrats are launching, this is a pure political impeachment. This has nothing to do with the law. This has nothing to do with corruption on behalf of Donald Trump. There is no scandal here other than the fact that the Democrats have officially launched, have officially launched a political impeachment of Donald J. Trump, which, by the way, I think is going to backfire big time. But I want to take us back in history. I want to go back to the 90s, the 1990s, when who? Jerry Nadler from New Jersey, Nancy Pelosi from California, and Joe Biden as a senator, when the three of them were talking about how wrong it was for Republicans to launch a political impeachment of Bill Clinton. Let's start with Jerry Nadler, who is now a lead Democrat in impeaching Donald Trump, let's listen to what Jerry Nadler had to say about the Republicans impeaching Clinton back in the 90s. Clip two, let's listen. An impeachment of a president is an undoing of a national election. And one of the reasons 
we all feel so angry about what they are doing is that they are ripping from us, they are ripping asunder our votes. They are telling us that our votes don't count. And that the election must be set aside. Well, there you have it. Jared Nadler just up in arms, furious about how dare the Republicans impeach Bill Clinton for what? Lying under oath on multiple occasions. And having sexual activity in the Oval Office with an intern half his age. But there's no there there, right? Jerry Nadler just righteous indignation at Republicans for impeaching Bill Clinton. This is an undoing of a national election. What do you think the Russia hoax was? <laughs> what do you think impeachment is against Donald Trump? It's an undoing of a national election. I digress. Clip three. This is Nancy Pelosi back in the 1990s on the House floor. How dare the Republicans impeach Bill Clinton? Clip three. Let's listen. Today, the Republican majority is not judging the president with fairness, but impeaching him with a vengeance. In the investigation of the president, fundamental principles which Americans hold dear, privacy, fairness, checks and balances, have been seriously violated. And why? Because we are here, to, as we are here today, because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton, and until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. I rise to un, to oppose these unfair motions, which call for the removal of the President of the United States from office. She's stuttering around like she does now. That was 20 years ago. I want to play one last clip, clip four. This is Joe Biden on why Clinton should not be impeached. This is their president we are talking about. The president of the United States does not serve at the pleasure of the legislature, does not serve at the pleasure of Joe Biden, does not serve at the pleasure of Henry Hyde, does not serve at the pleasure of the Congress, as a prime minister does in a parliamentary system. He is elected directly by the people of the United States of America. And the election of a president is the only nationwide vote the American people will ever cast. And that's a big deal. The American people don't think that they have made a mistake by electing Bill Clinton. And we in Congress had better be very careful before we upset their decision. And make darn sure that we are able to convince them if we decide to upset their decision that our decision to impeach him was based upon principle and not politics. <laughs> what do you think this is all about? Politics has nothing to do with principle. Democrats have no moral standard. It's a free-for-all. Here's what I have to say. If you want to impeach him, do it at the ballot box in 18 months. Not through a corrupt investigation led by the most scandalous of them all, the Democrats. Exposing Washington American Family Radio will be back next week with more of the corruption on behalf of the Democrats. Talk to you then.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.